tonight to the DW experience. We are streaming on YouTube and on Facebook at Anointed Radio. So big shout out to Pastor Jay for this great opportunity. Um, also, we are streaming from the DW experience on Facebook and on my first personal page. So um, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in tonight. I appreciate all of your love and support. And just a, um, this is the first announcement here. Um, I will be streaming live on YouTube at the DW Experience. That's right, you're hearing it here first. I will have a YouTube channel uh, to dedicated to the DW Experience. So you can go on right now, you know, ahead of time, click like and share. As a matter of fact, do me a favor, click like and share if you are watching this video. If you love me the same way I love you back, do me a favor and it doesn't hurt to click like. Um, we're going to talk about that later, but, you know, click like, go ahead and give me a share. I'm so excited tonight. We are going to be having our special guest, Rachel Oliver Cobbin. I hope I'm saying that correct, uh, uh, formerly of Atlantic Star, and she's so much more Miss Black America, entrepreneur, wife, mother, minister. So we're going to be talking about that. But first, let me bring up my beautiful co-host. Um, she is absolutely amazing. She is an author. Um, she is a singer. She is is a encourager, motivational speaker, and mother, the beautiful Shakita Lawanda. Oh, thank you. Let me give you, you know, a round of applause, okay? Let me give you a round of applause. I, gotta, I, need, I need a producer to be on cue to give me this, but. <laughs> so. This is the last DW experience of 2020. Um, how have you been? What's going on tonight? Talk to us. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell them about your book also. Oh, I've been good. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Shakita underscore Andrews. That's on Instagram. Um, on Facebook, it's Shakita uh, L. Andrews. And um, my website is www shakitaandrews.com so awesome great platforms to find me on um, my book is called The Unbroken Train to be Broken definitely a must read um, we'll definitely get into this uh, details of the book a little bit later but that's definitely okay. and it's an eye opener and a conversation starter for sure um, for those who have experienced uh, abuse of any kind, especially domestic violence. 
Yeah, that, and and you know we we've talked about that. Actually, we do have a show coming up on that on um, surviving trauma. So we will be uh, talking about surviving a lot of things that have happened to a lot of you out there that are listening in the past, but um, we're gonna have a show where we're gonna help provide you the tools. And also you listen to um, stories of people who have overcome also. So listen, let's just get right into it. I mean, let's start, first of all, as you can see, we're not, we don't have the usual DW experience background. I am actually in in California at a, a secret location. I've taken a, a vacation. And um, so I just want you to see the background I have here. Cute. <laughs> we're still in the we're still in the Christmas spirit, okay? Um, so it, it's rain. Is it still raining out there? It's been raining pretty heavy out here, so I wasn't able to to make it back home. It rained earlier today when I was out. Okay, so nothing as opposed to. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, so first I want to say thank you again for everybody tuning into the DW experience. If I had to narrow it down, we are here to uplift, encourage, and inspire, and possibly make you think and laugh also while bringing you wonderful entertainers, celebrities, and guests up and coming, and, and those who um, just have a wealth of knowledge to share. Um, a couple of things to come out uh, to go over before um, we bring out our guest. Um, let's talk about tonight. Um, what are some, I, I have a list of things I want to talk about that um, I want to call them the DW announcements. So there's a couple of things I want to address. Some of them, maybe we can leave in 2020. Amen. Some things we can just let go of. Um, so here's what I want to say. Um, and you can chime in if you have some things to add into it, Shakita. Um, Clubhouse, let's talk, let's park right there. Clubhouse is the most popular thing going right now. So a couple of things I wanna say to that. If you don't have an iPhone, don't get mad at the person who can't invite you, okay? It's not our fault. We didn't create Clubhouse. Right now it is iPhone only and beta testing. So talk to the people at Clubhouse, all right? Um, also, I want to talk to the church folks and 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 my prophets. Okay, um, I love you, but we got to stop taking drama everywhere we go. I don't know why they took the drama to Clubhouse, and if you haven't heard about it, go to Larry Reed and go somebody else to talk about it. We're not here for that, but I want to say stop it. That's what I want to say. Okay, just stop. You know, just get some act right and you just embarrassing your pastors and your bishops going on to these apps and arguing with people for no reason. And while I'm parked there, prophets, if you are called to prophesy, just prophesy. OK, some of you are using your gifts to get a date. OK. It's the DW experiences, things we just got. I just want to cover it. I just want to cover it. OK. Tap in if you agree. Tap in if, if you want to say something. Okay. The vaccination. If you're not getting the vaccination, don't bother the people who are. Okay. You're out here scaring them with your memes, with your negativity. We got enough negativity going on in the world. If you don't want to take the vaccination, don't take the vaccination. Okay. But the people that do, don't scare them and bother them. Leave them alone. It's America. We have a choice. So I just wanted to, to cover that. Um, 
Lastly, um, and I got to work on this myself, but the, the phrase, I don't know who needs to hear this. You know who needs to hear it. You know who you meant that message for. You know who you're directing it to. So just either say it or don't share it. Okay. But the whole, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm going to stop it too. I, I am, I am guilty of it. All right. So Shakita, are there some things you want to leave in 2020? <laughs> really? Just 2020? <laughs> it was just the whole thing. Nothing good happened. No. I can't say nothing good happened. I, I won't say that, but <laughs> it's been a year for the books. Um, I, yeah, 2020 came for me. It did. But okay. I made it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you say 2020 came for you, you know, I love that phrase. How did 2020 come for you? What did 2020 do? 2020 had, um, it had me really <laughs> know where my source and my help comes from. Uh-huh. What it did. Um, and where, where is that? Where does your source and help come from? It come from the Lord. Hey, okay. All right. All right. You know, and, and let's just park right there. I know um, if I had to sum up 2020, um, I know some people would say it has been an amazing year. The pandemic has really pushed them into their destiny. Um, I do know that there are some people that would say 2020 was trash. Um, and I do know some people in between. And I know some people who are saying, you know what, in spite of everything I'm going through, I still have joy. So what I want to sh say to everyone listening is that no matter where you are on the scale of how 2020 was to you, always practice gratitude because there is somebody else, even with everything that's going on, who would love to be in your shoes. Um, lastly, I want to say um, give grace. Give grace to those around you. You know, some people, they may have an attitude because they're tired of waking up to rest in pieces on Facebook. All right. You know, some people, you know, are struggling a little bit because they, they don't know how to adjust to being in the house all day. Because some of y'all just used to partying and being out at the revivals and at the parties and at the coffee shops. And you don't know how to sit down. But I'm here to tell you, sit down. Just sit down. Okay. Amen. Because I love you because I love you. Um, so with, with some people li um, listening in, as we're waiting on Rachel, um, what I want to do, and, and, and Shakita, um, we can, I want to invite some people on to play the game we played um, last week, truth, truth, truth or Sing, if anybody is brave enough. And I'll say this, if a couple of people want to sign up to come on, tag your singing friends. If you think you can sing, if they told you you can sing, if you know, or if you just want to be a part of the game, tag them. There is a gift in the end. You're going to get a gift, the winner. So um, I want you to comment, say, um, I want to come on. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you on. Somebody, Jake, who said love you too, cousin? Okay. There we go. All right. So hopefully that went out. Is everybody able to see that in the comments? Okay. Let's see here. 
uh, do me a favor. If you're out there, it's the end of the year. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to see how your year is, and we're going to play a game, Truth or Sing. And, and the winner, if I get two or three people, you are going get, to get a prize. Can I see in the comments? Let's see here. I got 10 people. Y'all, Pastor Jay. <laughs> Is he tagging one? Tagging them? Here, look at God. Look, I have Rachel on the line right now. Okay, all of you who are listening that I invited to the game, hold that thought right now, okay? Um, without further ado, you know, matter of fact, let me do this. Um, after this song, I'm gonna play for you. And and let me make sure I, I, I get it right here. Um, I am going to bring to the stage Rachel. Oliver Cobbin. Did I say that correctly? Hallelujah. So I'm just going to play a snippet of the song. This is Rachel um, with Bubba Knight of Gladys Knight and the Pips. And we will be talking shortly uh, with Black royalty, Rachel Oliver, in two minutes. So do me a favor. Click like and share. Tell somebody. We're going to be talking to the former member of Atlantic Star, formerly Miss Black America, um, entrepreneur, business owner. I mean, I could go on and on. So we'll be back in two minutes, I promise. The voice of the people say thank you for the love. Doctors, nurses, frontline workers, you stepped into this coronavirus landscape. You're our medicine. Your special skills give us more chances to live. Doctors, nurses, frontline workers. You heard the call, steal, braved it all, put on your PPEs, started to relieve. Patients dying needs with a ventilator to breathe. Sirens blasting. All right, that was Rachel Oliver. Um, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Shakita, come on back. Take your take your camera off. We back. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you tuning in, again, thank you so much for the support. Give it up for none other, the creative, the talented, the beautiful and wonderful Rachel Oliver. Oh, I love you, my brother, for all that beautiful introduction. What's going on, you all? Hi. You, Hi. You, hello, you know Shakita. So I'm I so excited. I'm so excited to have you. You are currently on set right now doing yeah. recording for mountaintop faith ministry so big shout out to joseph piggy he is more more than welcome on my show if he is hearing this um so welcome thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule so I, we got to get right into it because there's so much that it's like i want to cram it all in so 
for the people that don't know who Rachel Oliver is or Rachel Oliver Cobbin, who is Rachel Oliver Cobbin? Well, Daryl, Rachel Oliver Cobbin is first and foremost a child of the Most High God, made in his wonderful and fearless energy and image. And that is what you get from me. You know, you meet me and you're going to get joy, love, laughter, and life because he came for me. You know, we're celebrating this Christmas season right now. And what's so beautiful about it is that I am convinced that if there had been no one else in the world, Jesus Christ would have come and died just for me. And so number one, I want everybody to know as I walk through this journey called life, I'm a child of the most high God. And then after that comes all the other stuff that he and his power enables me to do. You know what? And I love I love the way you worded that because a lot of times we get so caught up in who we are as far as the things that we do to identify that, to identify mm -hmm. us, right? If we're a doctor, yeah. we're a doctor. If we're a singer, if, you know, we really pride ourselves in who we are. But I love how you lead with this is who I am first and everything else makes sense. So that I don't know. Look, I don't know who needs to hear that. I just said I want to throw that phrase away this year. But, you know, just for anybody to hear that and be encouraged. So let's start from the beginning. You are from North Carolina. I am, just like Chiquita. Yes. <laughs> so I love the way, I mean, to get right into it, the way you answered that question was poised like someone who has done pageantry. <laughs> very well it was articulate you smiled you had the eye contact so you were first miss black massachusetts did i get that correct you are right that was the fifth pageant that i ever won i started pageantry at the age of 15 and i really okay. started pageantry for exactly what you're talking about the poise the presentation uh, you know, you got to be pretty. And I thought, you know, God made me pretty. So I'm going to go ahead and try this beauty queen thing. And I got a little bit of brains that I can develop, you know. And then there were other skills that pageantry really does develop in a young woman's life that I was interested in becoming better at. Because I wanted to be, get this, the next Oprah Winfrey, okay? And so I wanted to major in broadcast journalism in college. And so I knew that pageantry would help me to be comfortable on the stage, comfortable in the chair, interviewing and asking questions of others. So that's why I did it. Okay. And and yeah. then you went on to Miss Black America. Miss Black America. Let me tell you, I originally wanted to be the okay. first black. And can we pause on that really America. quick? Can we can we pause on that? Absolutely. We have to give you a round of applause. And I have to give you that queen way that everybody thinks it's so. I mean, because I just want to say, <laughs> we have Miss Black America on the DW experience. So I, I am honored. I had to first kind of give royalty respect and give the hand the round of applause. So go ahead. So Miss Black, Black America. Mm -hmm. I was Miss Black America in 1986. And can I just say that I just want to give a big shout out to Denny's. Like, go get your next meal from Denny's because you're supposed to have a reservation here, Daryl. And because mm. of me being on set tonight and doing what I was doing outside their door, talking about the good Lord Jesus and the new year coming in, Denny's was kind enough to allow me to come in here 
and do this interview with you so that I wouldn't be any later than I was. So Okay, so all y'all listen. Shout out to Denny. <laughs> so when y'all go to Denny's, you tell them Rachel sent you via the DW experience. There and hopefully go. Denny's will hear this and there will be a sponsor in the future. I just had to speak <laughs> in really, really quick. Okay, That's so. That's what we're talking about. Yes. But so, Miss Black America. Right. Mm -hmm. So you become well, Miss Black America. Yep. 1986. 1986. And as I was saying, I wanted to be the first Miss America who was black, right? But Vanessa Williams beat me to that when I was a sophomore in high school. So the plan was to go ahead and still become Miss America. So I didn't let that dream go until 1990, four years later, when I returned home to North Carolina to finish up my education. Now, Daryl, I had been acting since I was 18. I was discovered in a drugstore singing, okay? by a lady from the Boston Conservatory of Music who said, you have got to be in our show down at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. And I said, listen, I don't act. I come from North Carolina. We don't have thespians in my school, you know, where I went to high school. We just sing at church. And she was like, but that church voice is going to get you on that stage. So I was like working from the time that I was in this Black America. And whenever I did not have a gig, I would always go back to college and pursue my education. My mother was National Teacher of the Year. I had to not disappoint my mom, okay? So mm -hmm. work was important, but so was my education. I moved back to North Carolina to complete my education at the University of North Carolina in Greensboro there. I did not go to Chapel Hill. I went to a smaller school in Greensboro. And while a student there, that's when I pursued being Miss America. So I became the, the 39th Miss Burlington, my hometown, okay. where there had only been one other Black Miss Burlington, okay? okay. I come from a very small... Let's just tell the truth. Racist County in Alamance County. It's uh, it was on the news recently because this lady was walking around with this male genitalia on her face. I don't know if you all okay. saw that. And she was really being obnoxious in regards to the Confederate statue that we're trying to get removed there in, in my county. But anyway, nonetheless, I did win the patent back in 1990. But when I got ready to go to the Miss huh, North Carolina pageant, yes. where there had only been one black winner. Everybody was expecting me to be the next one. I didn't miss Black America, and I had lots of fans, and people were really wanting me to win. But, honey, the drama, the drama, okay, ended up not winning, and it was really bad. I won't go into all that. But with that, I said, you know what? God has a better plan for my life. Better than okay. I can see. You know, his word says that anyway, right? We, we don't know the plans he has for us, Jeremiah. So right? we got to pause right there. So so okay. before I let you continue, because like, like I said, we have a lot to unpack. So even right there, um, you know, what I'm hearing there and for anybody listening, you know, a lot of people feel and, and I think in the black community, we get that rap of they just want to be a basketball player, a singer, a rapper. Um, but what I heard you saying was that even though I was doing the singing, I still pursued my education. So I think a lot of people need to kind of recognize like you know, you can be the rapper, you can be the singer, you can be your artistry and still pursue your education, no matter what age. So, and, and that's something, I mean, just hearing that, I mean, people need to hear that because a lot of times we see celebrities, we see artists and we think that, okay, she became Miss Black America and boom. Okay, Atlantic star, boom. And it's like, that's why I'm like, we have so much to unpack. Because listen, just just stay tuned, click like and share. We are going to get to Atlantic Star. I promise yep. you. I, we're going right to get around the bend. 
It's right around the bend, so just stay right there. Okay, go ahead. All right, so I did. I decreed and declared right there. You know, God has got to have something better for me because I just knew I was going to win Miss North Carolina and go on to the Miss America stage, and that didn't happen. So when it didn't happen, what did I do? Just like you said, never getting up on that education, wanting to be a liberal arts educated, you know, diversified person with a degree in my back pocket in case the acting and the singing did not work out. I went to school, kept going to school. And all of a sudden, not six months after that, I get a call and my friend says, hey, you still got those Black America miles on, you can fly here to California. I said, yeah. He was like, get on the next plane, Valentine's Day weekend. Leave your boyfriend, leave, every, leave everything. And come out here to California and audition for Atlantic Star. They've seen 750 girls and they ain't picked one. I told him it's because it's you. Engineering friend of mine from back in Boston, I, I went. And when I got there, I sang for them at 2 a.m. in the morning in their condo. There was no Warner Brothers around, no Benny Medina, nobody there, just the three brothers. And I had to put it down for them at that time of the morning. Red Eye Flight, remember? Okay, I'm in North okay. Carolina. So, yeah, so two o'clock in the morning for me. So, and, let's, um, so, right there, let me ask you this yeah. question, because even as I'm listening to you, and, and I, I, I just want to ask you about how important are relationships when it comes to the industry? When I tell you that they are everything, they are everything, Daryl, because you can have all the talent in the world, but without preparation for the opportunity when it comes, you just can't get there. Now, mind you, I'm talking though, come on, 30 years ago. It's a lot easier now, you know, to just walk into an audition on The Voice or, you know, American Idol or these different shows. But back then, man, you had to have your foot in the door. And it was all because of relationship. Absolutely. You know what? I have to tell you though, and and Shakita, you can and and chime in also. But I, I was I was literally um, I've discovered Clubhouse, and let me tell you, if you use Clubhouse the correct way, you really connect with a lot of um, people who are knowledges in different industries. And so, just to add that to to add to what she said, you know. Now in 2020, um, the only difference is if you get your foot in the door, you can lose your job for anything. Um, and it's really about that that um, relationship and your attitude. Because if you get hired from the gig, it, at the gig, and you go in and you have an attitude, you're on your phone too much, um, you kind of feel like you know you have a big head because you feel like you deserve to be there, you know. And that's what I was more so asking in terms of relationships because people can know you, but do they know you? Like for someone to call you and say, hey, that's kind of a big deal. I wasn't gonna skip over, but let's park right there. Like, hey, jump on the plane. You still got those 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 flights from from Miss Black America? Come on, get on yep. the plane right now. Like somebody had enough faith in you out of 750 other women to audition for this group. So you go there, you're in the condo, you're singing at 2 a.m. and they say, you're in. No, okay. <laughs> wouldn't, that have, wouldn't that have been nice? What they said was they were thinking about becoming the Lewis brothers, because as you know, Atlantic Star had girl number one, girl number two, girl number three, and I ended up being girl number four. But by girl number four, they were like, let's just be the Lewis brothers. We do all the writing, we do all the playing. I'm gonna have a girl. Ah, a record company said, because that's how the public and the fans know you. 
And so to my advantage, Warner Brothers reprise wanted a girl. So I entered the picture, not then, but four months later, they gave me the call and said that I had to come out and meet Benny Medina. You know, what's the girl's name? Jennifer Lopez. Uh, one time I was walking Prince. I mean, all these people, but Benny Medina, Teddy Campbell wanted to meet me and see if I fit. So mm -hmm. I had to come back out to Warner Brothers for that audition. And after he saw me, he said, yeah, go with that girl. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm trying to make sure I cover everything because this is this is a, a lot. So <laughs> here's the question, and I was talking with my friends. So you were girl number four. I, I hate to even use that frame, but number four. And and here's the funny part about me. I grew up on Atlantic Star. Of course, you know our songs. We all can sing them. And I will always love you. For Okay, save the voice. We're going to get to that part, too. We're going to get to that part, too. Okay, so you are member number four. And let me tell you, looking at Atlantic Star, if you hadn't have said anything, that's what I was going through. I'm like, I wouldn't have known that there were four different girls. Like, even I was talking to my friend's uh, fiancé, and he was like, I know two. So my question, <laughs> and here's my question for you. What kind of pressure did you feel filling those shoes, or did you feel pressure at all? Daryl, let me say this. Yes, of course I felt the pressure. <laughs> but you know what I knew most importantly is that I could only be Rachel. And I, I gotta keep going back to it because I'm a minister of the gospel, so I'm gonna share the good news and I'm gonna try to convince everybody I know that Jesus is the answer, see. But with knowing the Father like I did and like I do, I knew mm -hmm. that he had presented that opportunity specifically for me for that season in time. And so when called upon to do it, I couldn't be Barbara Weathers, who is also from Greensboro, North Carolina, close by, between uh, Statesville and me, where Chiquita's from, right? In Burlington. And, and then there was Barbara, uh, not Barbara, I'm sorry, Sharon Bryant, who, who was right. the original member, who I totally adored and wanted to sound like. I loved her voice. Still mm -hmm. do. And so I knew though that I had qualities that both of them had and I had Rachel's originality and individuality to bring to the table. And so that's what I relied upon more so than feeling stress and pressured, or as my husband calls it, the stressor of filling those big shoes. I just did what I could do. Okay. so. My my next question to that, I mean, obviously, like even hearing that, like that's where Miss Black America, that strong background, right. that family support, um, because I always say, like, as I'm learning the DW experience and hosting the show and talking about music and singing, I found mm -hmm. for me, like the foundation of it is that I am here to encourage. And what yeah. I find with a lot of artists and a lot of singers is that they downplay themselves. Like I, it's a common theme, but especially amongst minorities it's like they're scared to say how good they are or stand confident if they feel if they're at the gig you know there's there's nervousness to say that I am enough I do deserve to be here and would you say that that's kind of part of being in the industry is knowing that you belong there before you're validated ding 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 you have to know that you were purposed and gifted to bring what God gave you to the table. You know, the competition thing, it sets in and it gives you the jitters and it makes you nervous and making you feel like you're not enough because you don't believe in who God created you to be. 
listen, I don't have the best voice in the world. I get that. Daryl, I sing Tina with you at church, right? And most women in Atlantic City. Okay, let, let me just say, let, let's not downplay it a little bit. You all will hear it. That's very <laughs> modest and humble of you. Like, it's a, say, listen, I, we'll get to, we'll get to all of this, but go ahead. Yes, you sing tenor with me. Okay, I sing great. tenor, you know, and so, you know, I had some babies and I took some years off from singing professionally to raise my children and I, my voice lowered and I'm good with that. I like the husky roughness. You've got to embrace what God gave you and know that it's for a specific purpose and that you cannot do what somebody else can do because you ain't them, bottom, blind, blank, blank. So with that, you have to be really in tune with what you do and perfect that. Get your signature sound. Work on developing that in you, not mm. looking outside of yourself, but always mm. knowing what's within you. Get comfortable with that. You have to, or you will be smashed in this industry. You have to be comfortable with your gift. I totally agree. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to our interview with Rachel Oliver Cobbin, formerly of Atlantic Star, Miss Black America, entrepreneur in business, minister, wife, and mother. So what I want to do, Rachel, I want to kind of turn the conversation and, okay. and um, talk about some other endeavors, and then we're going to come back to the music because okay. I, I hope I get to answer the people's questions about Atlantic Star, and also we're going to play a little game also. So. Okay. You are in Atlantic. You are. Um, what I want to know first is, how were you a Christian working with Atlantic Star and and navigating through the industry as someone who who has such a strong faith? Yeah, um, you know, I had my years of of straying. I had my years of not being in attendance at church. I had my years where I did not read my Bible like I should have. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a saint. <laughs> but I'm certainly not an eight. And um, wherever I went, no matter what I did, living in my sin, it was always God who I knew who was keeping me and covering me. You know, I wasn't out there wild and crazy. I really wasn't. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. They, they would try to get me to go out and sign autographs after the show. And I would do it for about 30 minutes and be done. And I would just go back to my room. Okay. And so with that, I, I learned that you know, the most important thing was to relate to the people and meet them where they were and still make them feel like, you know, they were special because they really are. Without your fan base, you're nothing in that entertainment industry, you know. But my faith taught me to just love on them and try to teach them the word of God. A lot of times, Daryl, people would ask me what drug was I on? Mm. <laughs> because I'm so full of life and energy. A lot of people think it's fake. But I feel sorry for the one who would call me fake because what they don't know is the joy that I have. They don't know real Jesus joy. And until they know it and experience it for themselves, it will appear fake. The devil will trick you into believing that it's fake and it can't be that good. It can't be that real. But and you know what? Yeah, yeah. And, and if I could just add in there what, what you're talking about, um, there's a lot, you know, Shakina and I were just discussing like, you know, hey, listen, 2020 was trash. If we, you know, some people right. would say that. But, but what I would say also, and you can help me out with this, um, I've worked in the industry some on the gospel side, and I've noticed a lot of unhappy people, whether you're in the gospel industry, the sexual industry. So it's like, right. I wouldn't even say it's the fact that you have the joy, but it's the fact that there's so many people who are pretending to have 
have joy, but they're really unhappy inside. So, so they see you with the joy. So moving forward, I, I, I want to know how do you maintain that joy, and when did you become a when did you become a minister? Okay, uh, the way I maintained that joy was to always keep my eyes on the prize. You see, I, I don't live in this temporal realm. And I don't have to have possessions and things as long as I've got family and love, agape love from the people that I serve and worship with. And so I, I became a minister way after Atlantic Star. I, I was not expecting that call at all. And when I okay. got it, I didn't share it with anybody for a hot minute because I was like, this is crazy. I, I know God ain't calling me at no 48 years old to start preaching the word of God. Okay, okay. I, it blew my mind and uh, I didn't run from it though because again, he gives me the strength to do what he's called me to do. He will equip us if we just have the faith to believe that he will. And so with that, you know, I, I, I can't even tell you how the taste for music changed in my mouth. Really? I mean, yeah. The truth is, yeah, the yeah. truth is I, I tried when I moved first here to Vegas, I tried to do a secular show and um, the people were great. They were receptive. They loved the Atlantic Star thing, but it just didn't go right for Rachel. So that's just not something I'm doing anymore. But you know, <laughs> I love God the fact will that make you, a way. He will, and I, I love the fact that you don't feel obligated to have to do this music, or or that's your only stream of income. So speaking of stream of incomes, you're a business owner, uh, entrepreneur. Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. Well, you know, the first thing I'm going to say about that is that's all my husband, Keith Cobb. And let me give a shout out to my shout out to Keith Cobb. husband because he comes from a family of businessmen, self-made businessmen in Ohio. I come from a family where you work a job. My mother was an educator. She ended up being the president of a university in Mississippi. You can't tell I'm too proud of it, can you? Anyway, and so, you know, two different worlds. You know, but I came from one world and entered another with my husband. And when we first got married, he was like, listen, I don't like corporate America. Are you going to have a problem with if I quit and start my own financial company? And I said, how can I tell anybody that they should not follow their dream and their passion? Because that's exactly mm. what I'm going to do. You mm. have to enjoy what you're doing in life or it is labor. It is work. And you will end up a slave to the master. Okay, mm -hmm. and, you, and, and you'll feel like you have no way out. So you've got to use all of your creative juices to come up with all of your passions and make them be your way out financially. Um, it can happen. You just have to believe, you have to push, you have to use your resources, you got to reach out to people, you got to get your credit right, you got to do a lot of things and get things in order, but it can work for you. So my I love that you I, said that. Yeah I, yeah, I love that you said that because a lot yeah. of people, especially in this climate that we're living in right now, there's a exactly. lot of people, you know, I, I see you out there. Shout out to paparazzi. Shout out to Tava. Shout yes. out to the other industry. Shout out to the people who are really taking their entrepreneurship from part-time to full-time. So yes. as someone, and I know you're going to tell the story of your husband, but you are someone who supported him. And I think a lot of people need um, um, support, what would you say to them? Listen, if you have a dream that you want to realize, again, research it, figure it out. You have got to write down the vision and make it plain. And then you have to ask God for guidance. You cannot leave yeah. God out of anything. You know, yeah. first, let me just say this. 
it, I'm branded a Christian. That's the first thing I said to you. Ask me who I am, I brand me as first belonging to Jesus. Okay. Okay. Then sec. Then secondly, I am a mother and a wife. So my family has to be taken care of. And how do we do that? Because we have to provide by the grace of God. So we got to figure out how our natural innate abilities can turn into the chain, right? Right, right, So right. I, I love children. Didn't know it because I'd always performed on stage for adults. But I found out I love children after I had my children. So my passion was children and seeing them grow up happy and, and, and confident. And so right. my husband and I had a dream of opening a children's entertainment center so that we could also be with our kids as they were growing up. And we did all the research on that industry. We found all of the companies that we could partner with. We had Pepsi and we and we had uh, Namco and all the game machines and everything. And, and we made that thing happen from out of the, the pure sky. Like we dreamed it up and it became real because we did the work. You That's what entrepreneurs do. You got to do the work. I love you it. Okay. You know, I feel like down the road, we need to do a part two because there are, <laughs> I, I don't want to go too far out there that we don't come back to the music and, 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 right. and Rachel. So we are going to okay. play a game oh. I have titled. Yes. You're going to love this. Okay. You're going to love this. It is called <laughs> truth or sing. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm ready. So I'm going to let Shakita pick the first. So you get to choose. We'll get through a couple of them and we'll see how you do, okay? So I you choose. choose. You, you either, you know, remember the game Truth or Dare? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like Truth that. or Sing. So you oh, can okay. either say, I want to sing or I want to choose the truth. And then you are e you're either going to get a question to answer. Hallelujah. Or <laughs> a, I'm going to give you a word that you have to sing, it can either be in the title or in the song. Okay, uh, let's okay. go with Truth first. Okay, let's start with Truth. She wants to warm up. Yeah. Um, okay, what was the most bizarre encounter you've had in your life? Ooh, Ooh okay, so, so most bizarre encounter that you've had in Atlantic Star, let's talk. Wow, guys, is this a children's children watching? <laughs> the children aren't watching. Um, My children, are you watching? No, <laughs> I don't know if they're watching, but it may okay, be time well, to tell them the story before they find out later on. Let's go. Okay, well, I'm going to try to clean it up as much as I can. But as I told okay. you, I often had people to come up to me and ask me what drug I was on, right? And so these ladies would come up to me, and it's so cute in Asia. They would say, later, because you know they have their L's and their R's mixed up when they speak English, right? Later, what drug you on? And I would say to them, honey, his name is Jesus. You want to know all about him? And they would look at me like I was bizarre, okay? That's what was so crazy about that. Like, what? And I would start preaching. As I told you, I wasn't a saint, but I was always ready to throw down and tell somebody about the Lord, okay? And it but was we gotta, really, yeah. Go ahead. It was no, really I was bizarre. Say, bizarre. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bizarre. It was it, bizarre. It was, it was really bizarre because these ladies would then be like, "Well, tell us about your Jesus," and I would tell them about Jesus, and then they would go and they would kneel down, and I don't care where we were, if it was in the middle of the night, and they were with the guys in the band, they would start to pray to Buddha or their Hindu prayers or 
whatever. So you see, I try not to make it as crazy as it really is, but you, you get my drift, right? Like so, in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So Atlantic Star, I mean, can we talk about this? So like, so they were like Hindu and Buddhist and they did like yeah. the Namyo holding gate. All of, They did the Tina Turner stuff. Right. Right. Interesting. And, and, and it was bizarre because they would think I was on drugs, but I was just happy in the Lord and they would be with the, with the band members, okay? Okay, and in, so let and me in ask the you this. Being with them, they would stop and kneel and pray. Okay, so let me ask you this. So we're not gonna go too, too far because this is giving me what's love got to do with the vibes a little bit. So we won't go too far. But did they think you were on drugs because you were with Atlantic Star? Yes or no? No, no. Well, okay. they saw my personality. They thought I was so happy that I had to have some kind of substance aiding my happiness. But they didn't think it because you were a part of Atlantic Star. I'm, I'm just okay. All right, okay. Let me back up. That was that was going down messy road. Not going down that road. I was just just asking. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> let's go to the next question. Okay, truth or sin? Okay. Uh, after that, let me sing. Okay. <laughs> Give, her Give her a word. Okay. Um, closer. Closer. Ooh, can I sing a song that I already know or does it have to be? Oh, good, good, good. That's a wonderful choice because there's a song that Atlantic Star did called Closer. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So Go it ahead. goes, closer than close, yeah. Closer than most, hey, yeah. Let's get closer. And that's all it was. They just kept saying that. But it was so beautiful. It said, if you want to know how long this love will last, baby, it'll last forever. Ooh, let's get closer. And uh, the people in Denny's are looking at me strange, so I'm gonna. They they gonna ask for your uh, autograph in a second. So let me ask you, <laughs> that voice. Look, the lady said that. <laughs> Who's next to you? Is there somebody? Okay, we'll, we'll leave her alone. I won't. I won't go there. <laughs> what Actually, I wanna... Daryl, <laughs> my sister. I guess my sisters are are done recording. You know, because I left the set. And so I have Tanisha, <laughs> Diane, and Christina with me here. I got okay. my sisters with me. <laughs> okay, you got your sisters with you. They hi, don't sister. want me to walk out of here by myself. He said, hi, guys. <laughs> hi, ladies. Okay, <laughs> so let's, we're, we're getting towards the end. This has okay. been exciting. And I got to <laughs> say, we've only covered, oh, let's go. Okay, oh, truth God. or sing, and then we'll go back. Okay, truth okay. or sing. All right, sing. No more sing, give her, give her the word. <laughs> Um, love. love, love. Uh, let me see. I love you truly, and that's all I ever want you to be. Open and purely. Is all that I ever ask you to be. And the song was Unconditional Love. Who knows what such a love is made? 
And that's on the Love Crazy album by Atlantic Star, 1991, Freeze Run. This is too, this is too much for my spirit. Okay, so here's my question. I'm not even gonna get. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say it, and then you go ahead. Luther Vandross, go ahead. Luther Vandross was the ideal person for me to take back up for. And so mm -hmm. when I was Miss yeah. Black America, when I was Miss Black America, I had the opportunity to meet him at the radio station. He and I did a show together. It just so happened he was on, I was on. And you know, I'm bold, honey. The Lord gives you a bold spirit if you'll let him. And I went up to Luther and I said, do you need that down fingers? Now I hadn't sung with Atlantic Star or anybody, <laughs> but that's just how confident I was that, hey, why not ask? All he can tell me is no, right? And so I went to him and asked him, and he says, you know what? I had sung a little bit. And he said, you have a beautiful voice. He said, but the people I sing with are like family to me. He said, so we're probably going to be together forever. He said, but let me tell you what. Don't you stop trying to be in this business because you have a place in this business if you will just continue on. Best words of advice you could get to me. And I believed him, and I did. I continued on. Okay. Um, did you get to hug him? Hugged him, yes, and danced with him. We had the best time. And then I got to see him later with Atlantic Star. So we okay. ran into each other again, and he said, oh, and I doubt he, I doubt he remembered me, but he acted like he did. And he was like, you made it. I said, I met you years ago, and I did, I did, I kept going. And so he okay. was very gracious, very Here's gracious. my question. I just want to ask, what did he smell like? Oh, good, honey, good. I mean, <laughs> Expensive, look, diva king that he was, cause dude was on it. Everything dotted, everything crossed. He was just perfection, and he smelled like it too. <laughs> and I'm just like wondering. I'm like, I wonder what kind of cologne he wore, cause he seems like he wore like, you know, like the first design, like before anybody else got the cologne. All right, I just had to ask that for myself. Okay, let's get through a couple of more truth or things. Sure. Okay, truth. I'll try it again. Okay. <laughs> breathe. Just breathe through them. Go ahead. What is the most impactful no you've said recently? Ooh. What is the most impactful no you've said recently? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Honestly, ugh. okay, truth, right? Yeah. All right. So I have this gentleman back home in North Carolina who has a substance abuse problem. However, he is an incredible musician and many ask him to play. And um, I always prayed with him whenever he asked. I did slip him some money a couple times, praying that he would use it for the right thing. But honey, I looked in my messenger and there was a message from him. Mm -hmm. asking for money and the Holy Spirit said it wasn't going to be used for the right thing mm -hmm. and I said I said no and I said then let me pray with you and let me tell you that I'm going to continue to pray for you and if you need food I can get groceries for you but I will not send you money so, I, I, I hope I that had an that. impact on his life because he knows I know you know what I'm saying and well so you know I'm what yeah 
Yeah, no, you're you're right. And and you know, there's a lot of people listening to you. There's a lot of my audience out there that are gonna see this live and also in the replay. Like we've all had family members who've been drug addicted and we don't want to see them go without. Like or we don't want to see them do anything crazy. And if you've listened to my past episodes or just listened to me talk in public, I promise we're almost done. Six minutes, six minutes. Um okay. Um, um, that, you know, I, I've, I've struggled with, with my own issues in the past and to tell somebody no, and not only no to drugs, but a lot of times we enable our children, we enable our friends, we enable family members because we're always the yes person. So that no, like really, really helped somebody. So that was really good. That was really good. Let's do one more and then we'll we'll kind of close out and move forward. Okay, so let's do a sing. Well, actually, let me ask you this. Okay, let's do okay. go ahead, truth or sing, and then I'll ask the next question. Okay, truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better truth. at the truth. <laughs> okay. Um you're on a deserted island and you can only listen to your artist. Who you got? On a deserted island, what artist am I listening to? One artist. Oh, wow. That's hard, just one. Oh. Just one. You got their whole collection. Oh, wow. I'm probably gonna be listening to Andre Crouch and the Disciples. Ooh. <laughs> okay, can I tell you? I'm aging myself right now. No, no, can I tell you? So <laughs> as a as a little young wee lad coming to America from Canada, Canada my mother yeah. shopped at Kmart in the blue light special. And oh, they yeah. used to have tapes, like the full cassette yes. tape. There were two albums that she bought. Mahalia Jackson's greatest hits and Andre Crouches and the Disciples. So That's I have li take me back. I That's know it. take me back front words and back. <laughs> it won't be long. Thank you very much. That's okay. it. There's <laughs> so as one song that I love by them um, yes. called Quiet Times. Quiet Times is beautiful. You got to listen to it, okay? How does it go? Can you sing a little bit for us? Sure, sure. It goes, it's those quiet times, quiet times. Ooh. That's when I tell you that I love you, and you remind me that you love me too. And it just, it's the most beautiful song ever, okay? You gotta listen to it. I love it. Okay, That's what I'll be on the island swinging to. <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate that. I mean, and they they do have some good upbeat music. Andre Crouch oh, was definitely do. a they do. setter. Yeah. What song has gotten you through this season, through this pandemic? If you could pinpoint one song that has been your go-to song that has just gotten you through the ebbs and flows and ups and downs of this very different 2020. Let me tell you, it's a song that I actually learned this year, unfortunately, for a funeral service at our church. But that song, from the time I learned it to this day, I, I have to sing it. And um, I don't even know the name of it, but I can sing a little bit of it for you. It's by Yolanda Adams. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the song that goes, Sight beyond what I see, you know what's best for me. Prepare my mind. 
prepare my heart whatever comes i'm gonna be ready so that's the song i think it's gonna i'm gonna be ready there you go yeah yeah you know what i gotta say so yeah Yolanda Adams, I, I gotta say, as as we come to a close with the interview, your what I love about your voice. Um, I know when we talked in the past, you were like, I don't know if I'm gonna be exciting as the last guest. Um, but what I <laughs> what I love about artists and celebrity is that there's not one fit. There's no one size fits all. Like everybody's voice. So the texture, it's the tone and the musical choices that she, it's a small musical choices where you hit the low notes and you're so comfortable and familiar with your voice and, and your breathing and everything. So as we close out, what I wanna ask you with your beautiful voice, with being a wife, shout out, with being a mother, shout out to, what are the kids' names? Cameron and Raina, hey babies. Cameron and Raina, shout out to y'all. You know, keep striving, being like mom and dad. Shout out to Keith. You're a minister. You are an artist. We didn't even get to all the stuff you've done before Atlantic Star. That's why I was like, I'm like, there's so much to to squeeze in. You've done stage plays. You've yes. you've acted. You are an actress. You are an accomplished singer. You've sung with Atlantic Star, Luther Vandross, you know, Bubba Knight, amongst many other people, Miss Black America, Miss Black Massachusetts. You were one of the first, the Thank first person from North Carolina to be Miss Black America. That's right. You went to school during your ups and downs. You became an educator also. Yeah. As we close out, how, as you, um, been an experienced entertainer, an experienced entrepreneur, you know, balancing your family. What advice would you give to the, I guess I want to say like the young people coming up, you know, on yeah. some level, you are someone who's had the opportunity to do what a lot of people are dreaming of in terms of entertainment, but also balancing it. So here's my question. What would you say to the young woman who is the younger artist who's trying to balance being the wife, being wow. the mother, entrepreneur, the artistry, like what would you say? And to the young man, just to people, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. what would you say to them right now? What would be your closing advice? First of all, hats off to you if you are a mother, a wife, <laughs> and you are doing other things with your life, because I'm going to be honest and very transparent. I am not a superwoman. I mm -hmm. will admit that. And I very much compartmentalized my life. So first I was set on being a single woman, set on my dream, okay? And then next I wanted to get married and then have kids. So I wanted to do things in a very specific order because I can't take all the stress and pressure. But to those of you who can, kudos, okay? And keep on doing what you're doing. Because if you can handle motherhood, singing career, working a full-time job while you're trying to become a famous singer, Girl, you got it going on. There is nothing that you cannot do. You are truly unstoppable because your determination and your dedication to every facet of your life is how you're making it through. And it is truly how you will carry yourself to the next level in your dream. It just is. Keep that same tenacity and perseverance going. Don't give up. Keep the same tenacity. And, and no matter what you're going through, don't give up. Listen. Rachel Oliver Common, the accomplished. Thank you so much for being on the DW Experience. It My is an brother, absolute honor. Listen, do you want some? Where can the people find you? 
Facebook. I am, okay. not on, <laughs> I am not on any social media. Do I need to get on it, Jaquita? Maybe you can help me out with that, you and Darren. I, okay? I, will, I will say this. <laughs> Now, looker, go to DW Experience. Those of you who you know are interested in finding out more, or maybe you want to book her for a gig, or maybe you want a motivational speaker. You want somebody to come and minister at your Absolutely. event. Um, you know, sometimes they youth say what women. youth and women. So, listen, yes. youth women, um, hit her up. Hit me up. I will make it happen. You are the last interview of 2020. Ah, Thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure. We made it, Daryl. And I'm looking forward to doing more work with you in 2021. So good to see you, my beautiful North Carolina sister. I love you both. God bless you and your audience. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ooh, okay. Listen, okay, we're coming to an end, Chiquita. I know I was running my mouth talking. There was just so much I wanted to make sure to cover for the people. But as we come to a close, talk to me. What What are your thoughts right now experiencing, Rachel? What are your thoughts right now coming to 2020, going into 2021? How you feeling? What you got? Well, she, she dropped the gym. She said, how dare you not walk in your boldness knowing that God got you. Just yeah. do what God told you to do and do it with joy and gladness. Yeah. And that's what I got. Okay, show them your book. Show them your book. <laughs> you know, Unbroken. The Unbroken Train to be Broken. The Unbroken Train to be Broken. Listen, what I do know for sure is that my job as DW, uh, on the DW experience, like I said, is to uplift, encourage, and inspire. So y'all do me a favor. Make sure you support Chiquita. Go get that book, The Unbroken Train to be Broken. And we're going to talk more about that. Um, also, I know I was trying to do a game tonight. But what I decided to do for you, tag your singers, tag your friends, we are gonna. I am gonna have my live guest. You come on live next Monday at 7 p.m. It's gonna be the first show of the new year, and we are gonna play some games. And the winner of the game of Truth or Sing is going to get a prize. So, what I want to close out and say to everyone on, on my last um, episode podcast show of 2020, one I want to again say thank you. I want to say thank you to Pastor Jay for this experience, for supporting me, um, for, for mentoring me and giving me great advice. I also just wanna say thank you to my audience. Every single person that's listening, every single person that's taking the time to share this, to like this, to inbox me, to share an encouraging word. Um, if you want my cash app, it's cat, you know, dollar sign Daryl Waltz. I'll pin that at the end of it. And what I wanna say to everyone, as you are going into 2021, let go of the past. Let go of what didn't work. Let go of what happened or what didn't happen. And I want to say for those of you who lost loved ones this year due to COVID, due to sickness, due to accidents, due to whatever, those people who are not here right now, the best way you can honor, honor them is to live your best life. Where you are right now, no matter where you're, where you are, no matter what you're going through, what I want you to do and what I'm encouraging to do is take 2021 by storm, whatever happens in 2021, and live your best life because that's what our ancestors want us to do. That's what the people who support us want to do. And listen, that's what I want you to do. So thank you very much. 
Thank you very much. And I want to shout out to everybody as we close out. Thank you for listening to the DW Experience. God bless you and good night.